0: thank you for tuning in to another episode of State of the Arts, a podcast where art forms are embraced and artists are celebrated. I'm Lee, your hostess of Ceremonies, and this is episode 101. Uh, This is a tribute to Her Majesty the late Queen Elizabeth II, who was a patron of the arts, making epic contributions to the arts in the United Kingdom for many, many decades. My guest this week is Regina Elizabeth King, the lovely Regina Elizabeth King, has been on my show once before. Uh, She is an expert and historian on Queen Elizabeth II. Welcome to my show, Regina.
1: Thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure to be here uh, talking about the Queen, my number one um, monarch and great inspiration.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's wonderful having you here. Let's pay tribute to this amazing monarch.
1: Absolutely.
0: So she has contributed so much to the arts. Uh, she has been a patron of the arts for many, many years. Uh, she was formerly the patron of the National Theater overseeing decades of the venue's growth and productions and the patron of the Royal Shakespeare Company. She supported and endorsed at least 30 arts organizations And she was the proprietor in trust of one of the world's greatest art collections, became the patron of the arts in 1953 and was very important for these smaller organizations that she endorsed them because then they get much better funding and more publicity.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And um, you just mentioned the year 1953, which is when she came to the throne. So this was um, just as the queen was, uh, you know, coming to the throne. And um, you know, um, having um, someone like Queen Elizabeth, um, you, you know, the second, endorsing such um, an incredible um, project is great for that specific project because, I mean, she's like the icon, the icon, the queen, right? <laughs> so that is very, very interesting. I think a lot of
0: people don't realize how many artists she. To help. inspired.
1: Inspired it helps. Yeah. Inspired, yeah. Inspired, help to you know, um, to progress in their own you know specific fields, um, wh- be, whether it's an actor and um, you know, opera singer, uh, you name it. You know, the queen has been quite um, um, an ally to this you know to this sector. So um, yes, yeah, she has ins- inspired quite a lot. It's
0: so amazing, and actually, she and Prince Philip. Had a date at the play Oklahoma.
1: Yes, (laughs) yes.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. In the theater, Royal Drury Lane. And they had their special song together. People will say that we're in love.
1: People, let's say, exactly, which is a very nice, special song. The Queen has inspired so many books, um, you know, so many plays, so many movies. People try to imitate her in so many ways because she's like this great. uh, She is a queen, of course, right? It's her job to be sovereign. But, um, you know, her whole life has been such an incredible Shakespearean sort of um affair the way she conducts herself the way she dresses the way she talks her speeches well crafted you know um uh, people have been following her for decades and um she has inspired quite a lot because um I would say like since um um Helen Moran which is a great actress that you know portrays the queen she has gotten um, Academy Awards for playing the Queen, right? <laughs> oh. And I think she was um, she was even knighted, or um, there was some sort of a special honors, um, you know, bestowed on her for her performance in these, um, you know, movies. So it's quite stunning, actually.
0: There was also a Broadway production, about mm-hmm. Margaret Thatcher and the
1: Queen. There is like quite um a lot of stories out there of the Queen's relationship with her first female prime minister Margaret Thatcher. Um the, you know, it is said that the two of them had some sort of a rift, but I'm not sure um you know how much that can be proven because of course we know the Queen does not um discuss um her um meetings um her weekly meetings with her prime ministers. Um, you know, she has been quite um, a stunning um, example to leaders all around the world, right? Um, and those weekly meetings um, have always been kept highly confidential. So, you know, people infer a lot of things, but we don't really know what goes on behind those doors once the prime minister enters, right? Right. So um, it it is quite a remarkable thing that um, the queen had such an influence on so many people of all ages, generations, um, you know, social strata, whatever. She has inspired us all. So it is quite sad that she's no longer with us as we speak. <laughs>
0: oh, I know, it's so sad. Yeah, and they have a new show in England called The Crown. I understand it's a little controversial.
1: It's um, a Netflix, um, you know, uh, series, which is supposed to be giving a story as to um, what the royal family is like. But just to be clear, it is a drama series. It is based on um, uh, general historical facts, but it is not or it should not be seen as reality. (laughs) I mean, it is very entertaining. um, You know, these talented actors who come together to play, um, they have been doing quite a fabulous job. But um, if you really look at it, right, in this perspective, that um, if they should know exactly what is going on within the royal family, I think it would be pretty boring. So, I mean, they have to um, improvise. They have to bring to life this world that, you know, people just have a public perception of and try to, you know, pick, pick up certain things that they can make something together to make it um so interesting as it is because i i actually like the crown a lot i am waiting for um for i think season five which is supposed to be dropping i think next month if i'm correct um i am looking forward to it but i don't ever um think that that is the real story that's my overarching point you know
0: yes of course, the artist mm-hmm. will always take poetic license whenever they're making. The- movie or a series just to make it more interesting
1: and absolutely yeah. absolutely but some people take it seriously some people really take it seriously because after watching a season you know people would say oh this and that about the royal family on and, and you know that is what Charles did or that is what you know Camilla did or you know that's what the queen said but it is not so people just need to know that this is just artists coming together and interpreting their inferences of what the royal family is all about
0: that's yes exactly (laughs) and there are many movies and series like that too
1: absolutely absolutely
0: Uh, now i've recently watched a movie actually it was back in 2015 called a royal night out Oh, here.
1: yeah, a royal <laughs> night out. I mean, that is an incredible story. Um, of course, um, I think it was the end of the war. Yes. Um, Yes. And, um, you know, when Winston Churchill came um, and he made that famous speech um, about, you know, the dark days and, you know, the blitz and and all that. And the British people just wanted to celebrate after, you know, that major victory. And, um, you know, the queen asked her um, mother and father, which is then uh, uh, King George sixth and Queen Elizabeth, the queen mother. And, um, you know, she just wanted to go out and see what it is like to look upon Buckingham Palace as the royal family actually stands on it and acknowledges the, um, you know, crowd. And she said it was one of the most beautiful sceneries that she has ever seen. Um, Just, uh, you know, saying long live the king, long live the queen from the midst of the crowd. So it's like, the future queen became one of her people right uh adoring their sovereigns right and um you know paying tribute to them and just thanking god for such a major victory so it was quite um and um the queen said that it was one of the best days of her whole life So yeah, she got a little partying in. <laughs> exactly, yeah, she got a little. Part- That's what I'm saying is that she uh, just became one of her subjects, right? <laughs> um, she became one of the people, right? Um, and she uh, just went out there and she enjoyed herself, and no one knew who she was. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that incredible to be uh, just um, um maybe two inches away from the queen and you don't even know that she's there <laughs> and she famously said that um i have to be seen to be believed i'm quoting here you know people speak about her fashion and you know she's always wearing these very bright colors and she's known for the hats and for the handbags and so on but that is her way of um you know making herself seen to her to her people that she is truly the queen right and because if she's in um in the midst of a whole lot of people you know how do you know who the who who the queen is so right so she chooses those colors um, and those gestures with the handbags and the hat, which became her trademark, so that she can be seen and she can be believed in her in her words.
0: <laughs> and what fascinates me, too, is she wears a nail polish that we can get at any drugstore. Exactly. Her, yeah, it shows some humility there, because Essie's is a drugstore brand, and she mm-hmm. only wears... SC yes, Ballet slipper.
1: Exactly. You see, um, although she is this icon, right? Um, head of the you know, c- you know, Commonwealth, head of the um, head of state within the United Kingdom, you know, the leader of so many patronages and um, um charities, you know, mother to her um, you know, children, grandmother to her grandchildren, and um, you know, Gangan to Prince George or um, you know, Charlotte. Um, But most of all, she is a human being. She is a woman, right? Um, With all of these different, um, you know, things that she represents. And she is a very simple person. You know, the queen um, is very simple. She um, enjoys riding her horses and tending to her dogs in the countryside, right? I mean, if she did not, um, you know, became queen, um, that, that's what she would have been doing. She would have enjoyed being just a country woman in the country, tending to her dogs and her horses. Um, but I mean that did not happen because um, she wasn't born to be queen. I mean she was born in in she was born as um, a member of the royal family in 1926, but she wasn't directly born to be queen, as in um, first or second or third in line to the throne. But it is because of the abdication of her uncle, King Edward VIII. Um, that is what brought her into the line of succession so close, right? First, her father, second, her, right? Because she became heir presumptive. So it was a tragedy that actually brought her into the direct line of succession, right? So um, who knows what life she would have been living if she did not, um, you know, fall into that line and to take on all of that responsibility at such a young age. And even that was, um, you know, something very um, troubling and um, worrisome because uh, it brings back a lot of... You know memories that um, this responsibility killed her poor father. Right, he was very young when he when when he died. You know,
0: I thought it was a beautiful depiction of all these occurrences in the King's Speech, which is one of my favorite movies.
1: Oh yes, yes, yes. I love it. I love it. And um, um, what I like most about it is that they did not hide his infallibility, right? Um, You know, they made it very clear that this is someone who was very shy and who could not articulate himself in in public, right? He um he had a you know stutter. He was um you know sickly. He was the lesser child. Never um they never thought that he would be king, right? Because his brother was the more outgoing um, extrovert, who um who had very uh, fun relationships with you know women with you know people generally, and he spoke very well. He was very good looking. Um he had. You know, everything that one would expect from a king, right? And when he abdicated because of love, because of this woman, Wallace Simpson, <laughs> right? Who is very um very much um deprived in in um England, detested, um, um you know, they didn't expect this king to Abdicate his responsibilities for the um, for an, an American and for a divorcee, as they would say in those days, <laughs> right? So, I mean, it is a very interesting, um, you know, set of uh, you know stories um, that actually all leads back to this famous woman that we're talking about, Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> wow, it's the
0: it's almost like fate. It's you know, mm-hmm. all lined up.
1: Absolutely. It's like, um, we always wonder what she would have been. And then she became the longest reigning monarch in British history. She became the first queen to, um, I think, to make um, a telephone call coming in from the dark ages, from the stone ages, from the, you know, to to the the middle ages. She is the queen that is associated with the the 21st century, right? With the advancement of, you know, technology, um, with um, um, airplanes. We have known only this queen she has reigned for 70 years she is the only queen that celebrated a platinum jubilee so there is a lot of things about her that nobody could have expect from the beginning of her reign
0: and she had contributed um, Ten thousand pounds of prize money to the Royal Academies as a part of her Golden Jubilee, which was so and that generous. is
1: so great. Yeah, that is so great, and that um that tells you um how much um the arts means to her, right? Um, you know that is a lot of money to be um you know to be contributed to um such a wonderful cause. And it just speaks to who the Queen was, right? Um, you know, she was such a genuine person who admired um, the arts, artists, and talents of all kinds. I mean, every year you have um, you have audiences um, where the Queen would, you know, bring together um, all the best artists um, who have contributed to their, um, you know, societies, and she would award them. Um, you know, with these badges, um, you know, she would, you know, give them. And they would go to Buckingham Palace, and maybe it might not be the Queen herself, but other members of her family who would, um, you know, who would conduct these um, um, events of honoring artists. So um, you can go back for as far as, you know, Queen Victoria, her great grandmother, who is the second longest reigning monarch in British history. Um, these, um, you know, things about the art started since then, you know, you can go back all that way, you know? Yeah, so um, I'm not surprised by that.
0: And Buckingham Palace is a museum in itself.
1: Exactly, and um, I think given um, that now we have King Charles, um, he has waited quite a long time to um, assume that um, you know title of uh, king. He is the longest-serving um, Prince of, of of Wales in British history. Uh, I think they have. Uh, it is said that he's looking at a slim down. Um, a slim-dung royal, uh, you know, family. So I think it's all about budgeting. It's all about, um, you know, the prince trying to not spend so much lavishly because, I mean, if you look in the the world, people are actually suffering, right? Um, People are suffering um, hardships and for the royal family to be wasting and being lavish, It's not necessary, right? Um, Although a coronation is something that um, doesn't happen every day, it is a very special occasion. It is a religious ritual where the king is actually officially crowned and legitimized as head of state. Um, It is supposed to be quite a fascinating Um, event, right? Whether you're coming through a war or it's a rainy day, this should be the actual brightness of that day. This should bright up the day. This should make the people happy. And even that he is, um, you know, he is cutting costs on that. He doesn't want it to, um, to cost the British people too much, right? So um I'm I'm not sure what it's going to be like, but I hope that it's it's not going to be disappointing to me because I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, to the, um, the coronation, which I think is set for um um June 6th, I think.
0: Oh, next year?
1: Yeah, next year, next summer. Um, so I am looking forward to that. But, um, as you spoke about um Buckingham Palace being um um you know, museum, it actually is because it houses one of the largest art collections in the whole world. And I think he probably would want Buckingham Palace to be an official museum versus being an official royal residence. Um, but I'm not sure um how successful that would be because everybody goes to Buckingham Palace for official um royal, um, occasions like weddings, um, you know, times of grief, mourning, sadness, happiness. Everybody knows that this is where these things take place. And the, the balcony being there really helps to, um, to make the monarch seen and visible to the people, right? So I'm not sure how they would make that work. Maybe part of it might be um, a museum and the other part of it would be reserved for these Um, historic occasions, I would imagine.
0: That would make
1: sense.
0: They'll They'll even have tours in some areas of it.
1: Yes, well, I think they are um presently having tours, like usually during the summer, they have lots of tours where you can go see um you know the the art collection, um you can visit um, the Buckingham Palace Gardens, you can visit um, the Royal Mews, which is where all those carriages are held, the horses and um, so on. Um, and it's quite stunning. Um I mean, I have been to England, and it's a really interesting country. There is so much you know that you can do and you can see. Um, but I don't know what is what sort of slim dung monarchy Charles have in mind, but we can all look to see um, what he's going to do.
0: It should be interesting.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. And um, Her Majesty had opened the Burlington Gardens uh, one day ahead of the public and unveiled the first painting to be hung there, a self-portrait of Sir Joshua Reynolds, Mm-hmm. She was so active in opening museums that actually, mm-hmm. at her death, the museums mm-hmm. all declared on time of mourning, and some museums closed down. Another mm-hmm. one had a, a guest book for people to sign,
1: mm-hmm. her Majesty,
0: mm-hmm. and the theaters all dimmed their lights.
1: Yep, yep, yep. It's yep.
0: So beautiful, all these artistic venues. Mm-hmm. Showing their appreciation.
1: Uh, exa- ex- exactly, in honor of her and what she has she has done.
0: Yeah, and that's so amazing.
1: It is, it is.
0: Mm-hmm. And Her Majesty's patronage of the art fund helped for the acquisition of the Armada portrait of Queen Elizabeth I for the mm-hmm. Royal Museums of Greenwich.
1: Queen Elizabeth the another very famous queen, um, and going, you know, going going back to her um, life, um, to her, you know, childhood, how she came into the world and what happened. I'm not sure if you know much about um, Queen Elizabeth the Um, but of course, Queen Elizabeth the was the daughter of Anne Boleyn, which was um, the second wife of King Henry VIII, a very famous Tudor monarch. Um, who married six times, right? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. so his first wife was Catherine of Aragon, um, who was the Spanish princess and then became, you know, queen of England. And then um, Catherine could not give Henry the son that he wanted. He wanted a son because in those days, they really um, favored boys because they say boys carries on the father's name and the dynasty, So, um, um, uh, after Henry realized that his first wife, Catherine, couldn't give him the son that he wanted, he made an excuse that um, he wanted a divorce, and before King Henry's divorce, there was no um, divorce before that, because um, in the Catholic Church, divorce is not allowed. Right or was not allowed at that time. I'm not sure what it is right now, but in those days that's how it was. So um, Henry decided that he's going to break from um, the Catholic Church and um, get his divorce so that he can marry Anne Boleyn, right? And the reason that he did all that, broke the church, um, you know, divorce his first wife and all that. Um, is because he wanted a son. So he thought that changing wives would give him a a son. You and I both know that that's not how it uh, works, right? (laughs) Right? So um, um, after he married Anne Boleyn, which is the second wife, um, he got her pregnant. And guess what? She didn't give birth to the son that he wanted. So she gave birth to a daughter and that daughter became Queen Elizabeth I.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Elizabeths weren't expected to become monarchs
1: exactly you see so it's like as 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 you said earlier it's like destiny right this is how it's supposed to happen right and then these queens that didn't expect to be queen became the greatest queens ever to um to come to the throne of england right because in queen elizabeth the first reign and we're talking about the arts and all that um this is the shakespearean era right um um you know uh, queen Elizabeth I, just she was just a stunning, beautiful queen. Golden hair, white face, all the beautiful costumes and gowns, and you know that was the um, Elizabethan era, which is known to us as the Golden Age, right? She was the queen. Um, that was on the throne during the golden age, right? Where they were um, you know, surveying different countries, this, this discovering the Americas, the Caribbean, searching for different um, you know, spices and um, gold and silver and bauxite and you know, all of these things, tobacco trade, right? So that was the queen that was associated with all those um, revolutionary times. So um I don't know, but it just seems like um. You know, like um, a um, a a pleasant um, irony that these queens that reluctantly or wasn't supposed to come to the throne, who came to the throne and just made it their, and just made a success of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> both named Elizabeth,
1: <laughs> and both names Elizabeth exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow, that that
0: is so amazing. Is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners before we sign
1: off? (laughs) Well, um, I would um, like to say that um, I would take this opportunity in um, paying tribute to Her Late Majesty. And um, I would like to say how much I loved and admire her. I believe that she is one of the queens that will go down in history as one of the greatest queens in British history. And her life will continue to be um, acted upon. People will continue, generations to come, will continue to be inspired by her. Many other books, poems, and um, movies will be made and crafted about this great woman. And I would like to say that I hope that God continue to bless her soul and continue to channel her to the everlasting kingdom. And hopefully one day, I will be able to see her again in another life.
0: (laughs) That's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. This was such a beautiful tribute.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It has been my greatest pleasure.
0: Thank you everyone for listening to this special episode of State of the Arts. I encourage all of you to stay true to your dreams, stay safe, and stay positive. Take care, everybody.
1: Bye.